I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. Bethany may be leaving New York, but I am keeping her hair. I like that Bethany left. I find that an aphrodisiac. <laughs> you guys, it's Andy's Girls episode 120, which is adding on to neurosymptoms. 
I'm experiencing today. IRL, you guys, ugh, this episode has been on the books. Well, it hasn't been on the books for very long, but I have been reaching out to my boo for literally months saying, you need to come back. We need to talk. You need to come back. We need to talk. And then Bethany gives up us a whopper of information the last 48 hours. And it was just really meant to be OG of the AG, Damian Bellino, senior producer at um, VH1, writer, comedian, um, co-creator and co-host of the amazing podcast you might know her from with um, his boo and Rodeman. How are you? It's so good to be here. <laughs> I feel lighter and I feel vindicated. How do you? Okay, for, before we get to that, because you are, of course, completely <laughs> I, wrong. It has been complicated feelings, though, so I'm excited to talk. I feel like I've been wanting to talk, and I feel like we start some like you. We te- usually we text in the morning. Yeah, we text twenty four seven. So usually, I like you'll like have <laughs> sent me a text at like seven, and yeah. then I respond at like eight, yeah. and then we like text. Throughout the day. Through like, well, then we have like an hour of texting and then you're usually like, save it, save it, save it. And then I'll send a couple more things and you'll like heart them or thumbs up, which I know means like, shut up. And then. <laughs> it means I don't have anything to contribute and to. And then this. I saw like. But good I'll, for you. Then I'll see all your IG stories and they'll make me laugh and I'll like respond and you'll be like, and you just like, you're like, stop talking to me until you see me in person. So I feel like I have a lot built up. The thing that's difficult with. Um, having you as my Bravo best friend is I really do want to talk to you about stuff like 24-7, which we usually do. But if I know you're coming on the show, it's like we can talk around it, but I really do want to save it for the pod so that I can like save these moments where I want to murder you. And then sometimes it's easy to like have a, like a passive aggressive fight about Bethany in text message opposed to like getting to actually hash it out. Yeah, like we had a um, Twitter fight the other day <laughs> oh right was I think that was the night so I was out to dinner and I was drunk I tweeted you like 14 times and my person I was at dinner with was in the restroom and I got a text from you that was like it seems appropriate you're gonna be on the podcast this weekend considering all that's happening in the world and like I literally was like I don't know what that means and then I looked on Twitter and Bethany had announced she was leaving and I laughed out loud because that was the you announced the news to me so I didn't oh, okay. know and then I tweeted like good riddance and then, and then I, I murdered you. And then you sent me like 25 <laughs> gifts of her. And then I sent gifts of her. I thought all of her being terrible. And then you sent me more. And then I like, and then you won. And, <laughs> then, and then I saw, and then you tweet, tweeted about, or then you IG storyed about Heather Thompson. And I laughed out loud, um, drunkenly in bed. It's been okay. a ro- roller coaster. It's been a roller coaster. I feel, I was texting with Lewis Feitzman about this yesterday. I feel slightly emotionally vulnerable because I really feel like I have been on a journey with Bethany in like the last couple days. So breaking news plus a couple, Bethany Frankel is leaving New York and she's leaving it, she says, for development deals with the Prince of Darkness, Mark Burnett, and she's going to do some sort of competition reality show and she's got a lot of shit going on. And listen, I was really upset. I was devastated as we all cry. I don't think I did. As we all know, I have been yearning for a no dead body involved reunion between Jill and B. And I thought that when did I think that it was going to happen season 11? And when it didn't, I felt like, okay, this is probably not going to happen. But, you know, Bethany and I have a delicate relationship And I've been a stand for her since day one. And when she came back, I was bewildered. And this past season, I think, was one of her best of all time. For sure, her best most recent season. Like, her return. Yeah. This was, the, I think, the best. Yeah. 
And so I heard she was leaving and I was like, well, shit, that's not going to work out with this Jill thing, which just honestly at this point seems very unlikely. And then I heard that New York either had just started filming or was literally like days away from filming when she made this announcement, which... Which means we're going to get a weird season where we're going to have like the, the people who are returning and then we're going to have like somebody join like four episodes in as like the new housewife or it's going to be a like, an, like a quote unquote OG, somebody who's been on prior joining in as like a main friend, like a Sheree situation. Yeah. Remember that season where Sheree joined like mm-hmm. as a friend but was basically in every episode? Yeah. And it was like and then the next season she came on full time. I feel like they're going to. I don't know. I mean, you might, I would love to hear what you think, who you think is going to, I feel complicated. And I also, so when Bethany, the tweet about like good riddance was really a joke because I do think coming off this season, it was my favorite season of her being back on the show. But then she tweeted the following day, like, I'm only housewife. And I was like, cool. I remember why you're annoying. Goodbye. Whether it was a joke about her and um, Jason, which I think she clarified that it is or was. Um, or if I thought it was she was announcing she was married to Paul. But either version, I was like, this is annoying. And also Ramona went to page six and was like, Bethany was mad when none of us wished her luck on her on her spinoff the last time she quit. But we were offended that she didn't tell us. We found out in the trades. And she was like, and that's the same thing this time. She was like, whether we are in good places or bad places, like we're a co-workers and we're a sisterhood. And, and I was like, I can't believe I think that Ramona's correct in this Ram- I think Ramona's entirely correct. I think it's unbelievably disrespectful. I think that do it two minutes before you announce. Because I don't think Ramona can be trusted. Luke totally. can't be trusted. Like they don't, they don't have to Dorinda, be- Sonia's always all over the fucking place. You don't need to tell them a week in advance, but at least let them know. If she genuinely did not tell a single person but production and who knows what the contract situation was like, I think that's ridiculous. But I was... So I was like sad for the rest of the cast from that because I think it showed a fissure and something that like showed how obviously produced this show is. But it like made me sad, like because I think that they do care for each other and in some ways respect each other. And it felt like disrespectful to her teammates not to give them just a, a small heads up. Do you think that and I don't know if you have theories or if there's stuff out on the Internet about why, but do you think it's because she couldn't come to some sort of deal with bravo and do you think it was something about trying to sell a show to bravo and they weren't biting and she was like well if you don't buy one of my shows then i'm not going to come back to housewives or like do you think that it was something about or like because i feel like bravo would pretty much give her anything i mean the reason that jill and heather thompson are not on the show is because of bethany like i feel like they and, and carol like they really have i feel like acquiesced to whatever she wanted which was ca- including casting and like showing th- certain parts of her life so i'm surprised that this is happening well first off i think heather is one of the very very few people in the housewives universe that left on her of her own accord online suggests otherwise because people I, have been suggesting that she come back and people were like she was fired for good reason i genuinely I know she said she quit and I, and i think andy has also said publicly that she quit she's like one of the few i forget who else um on the top of my head i think that so i don't know how much i and I think that Heather was like done for it because done with it because of the tension between her and Bethany because it was like two alphas fighting. Um, what else did you you asked something and I was I was just asking if you had a hunch of why or and oh, if you yeah, thought yeah, it was yeah. because she couldn't come to some sort of agreement within network and if maybe it right. was about like her deal. So when Bethany first came back, the story goes per Andy that she had asked him for a spinoff and he was like, "Come back to the show." So coming back to the show for her was, I think, a step to getting something else. Then she had Bethany and Frederick, which I did not. I think I saw maybe one episode of and was like, "I I actually cannot sit through this." Um, even though I like them both separately. And I think at this point she was probably keeping 
housewives in her back pocket and was genuinely looking for other deals. I think she likes her time on, on Shark Tank and she's probably been looking for something that combines her experience in housewives with really truly trademarking herself as like a business wizard which she is I mean she capitalized on something before anyone else did and sort of invented the idea of truly monetizing a role on a reality show and she should be commended for that I am as always I continue to be uncomfortable with the timing of this because I'm concerned that it will be a fuck you to the viewers not that she's entirely responsible for it but I think that even though she, I think, signed a contract with Burnett, I think in May, it was either March or May, I think something was drawn out because she's talking about a bunch of different deals. And I think that's why she left so late. I Or it could be that she was signing these things and told these companies that she had a conflict with timing and they were going to work it out. And just like what you said, she was like, I need a ton of money because I have interest from other companies and I can very easily devote my full attention to them and be fine. And maybe Bravo is like, we can't afford it. I don't see Bravo not giving her what she wants because I think she's shown this past season how powerful she is and so I sort of understood it even though I was incredibly upset about it and then she sends a tweet and her tweet which I think she did because she saw maybe some of the critique about the fact that she didn't in any way like reference or tag her co-stars. So she tweeted and said to my New York housewives, go get them. I had to go since I'm the only one that is actually married. That's how crazy this ride is. You are all amazing, beautiful, and strong. Spread your wings and fly. XOXO. She tagged her cast and then she went radio silent for 12 hours. I saw that tweet and it felt like I had been shot because I (laughs) thought she had eloped with Paul which would make sense understanding how uncomfortable she said he is with public attention and that was her announcement which was capitalizing on a focus on her that had already been ongoing because of the announcement that she was leaving the show and I got very very angry because I was like we've been with you on this ride if you if that trip to Italy with Paul recently was like your honeymoon and nobody told Sarah G over here I felt like um and I understand that this is like not fair but such is life say la vie I felt like why wouldn't you tell us and so I was in a scramble I was in an emotional roller coaster and like texting you texting a bunch of people because I was like how does she not like tell us and then she went silent so she posted that tweet and I'm sure within like a millisecond of a millisecond of a millisecond people started responding and being like are you married are you married are you married congrats blah 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 and myself included people by the way reporting that she was married too like like um, people right like magazines or whatever like blogs right reported. and all of them were like questions are out to her rep and then 12 hours later she posts an insta story that's like i was referring to the ongoing divorce with jason which I was under the impression, because I thought the divorce had been finalized. It was just this new custody battle. But I guess they had agreed to the terms of the divorce. And then she filed because of the whole like arrest situation with the him writing um, nasty emails to Dennis and Bethany and whatever, blah, blah, blah. She uh, was contesting their agreed upon um, custody as a result of like his actions. So 
that opened up their divorce, which I thought had was like essentially done, maybe like a signature, whatever, done and done. But regardless, 12 hours goes by. Now she said, you know, I'm in, I'm in LA. I just, she posted another Insta story that I actually, that actually did genuinely help me. Um, cause she seemed really <laughs> honest and she was like, I love you guys. I would want you to know. I'm, I don't think she said, I'm sorry, but she's like, you guys mean so much to me. If, and when there's an announcement about like Paul, I, of course I would let you know, blah, 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 which helped me. Cause I was genuinely upset, but I just felt like, listen, this is Bethany. She's a pro. Like we've been talking about her skill with utilizing manipulating press for attention forever since day one. So I do think if you post something you immediately see and then you don't clarify it, I don't care if you're in like South Korea and the time change is whatever it is, you know that people are talking and the fact that her press reps, nobody was clarifying for that long. It made her topic of conversation for over 24 hours. So yeah, but I just felt sort of manipulated by it because shut up because I still love her. And I just, it made me go from like this big, not really high because I wasn't happy about her leaving, but like thinking of her with so much love and adoration and then seeing this go down, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, and now she's posting about, um, Brazil and wanting to save the Amazon, which is wonderful. Hashtag this is a crisis, but hashtag your tweet is also a crisis. (laughs) (laughs) Like I just was kind of freaked out by it. And then it's like, okay, so we're back to it being a Jason thing. Got it. Um, Jason's lawyers commented on this whole thing to the New York Post and were like, it's because her team is contesting it. And then the judge commented <gasps> through the court spokesperson and oh, was like, this isn't true, but this isn't true, but blah, blah, blah. It's ongoing, yada, yada. And it just feels, it was a lot. It just felt very emotional. And I feel a little bit all over the place with my relationship with Bethany, I think that her clarifying Insta stories were like really well said and well done, but I'm just like, what is happening? Like, I don't know how to feel. I I don't like the idea that New York is going to be anything less than excellent because this past season was, was was not good. It was super inconsistent out of 17 were good. And I feel like, New York, even when it's bad, it's still like good. Like it's fine. It's still fine. Whereas when Beverly Hills and OC are bad, it's like almost and New Jersey, it's almost unwatchable. I thought New York was pretty bad this season. I thought the Miami trip was the only time that the show was fun to watch. It was really hard. I thought, but I liked Bethany, which is like was the yeah. big, was the gag for me was that she was. I think that what I've been thinking about since New York season was that I think that it's time for some of these women to leave, which is like. The Sonia and Ramona and Countess stuff, like, it's not fun to watch, like, five out of your seven housewives be delusional and not connected to reality. And, like, I love Sonia, and she's funny, but, like, I think it's time. I think she needs a break, and I think that it's time to, like, in I don't know. And, like, Tinsley, like, is does no chemistry with the rest of the cast. And so, like, Bethany is the glue that held everyone together this season. She and Dorinda. And, like, Dorinda's the only other part person who's, like, really smart like with bethany so like the yeah. it's like the show is just so prob it's so hard because like like beverly hills was boring but that reunion it was like well the women have chemistry like they like each other because they all came together because of without um uh, vanderpump you know like they had they had camaraderie and like there was chemistry there 
I was like the New York housewives. I was like, Jesus, none of them have, like, they all are like living in a different planet. Bethany is the only person, and Bethany and Jordan are the only people that are like in reality. The Countess stuff is just getting dark. Sonia is like not on this earth. Ramona is just chronically terrible, which is like maybe okay, except there's nobody likable. It's like, I feel like they're in trouble, and I'm wondering. I feel like now everybody's going to come back by default. Like if Tinsley was going to get like fired or Countess was going to get like demoted, I feel like it's not going to happen now because they're already short somebody who was the the, the, the star. I think it was they were going to come back before this. Like I think that that had all been finalized. Now this there's this like new young woman that's filming with Tinsley who's a conservative. So like maybe that'll Ugh. be interesting. I don't know. But I do agree with you in some instances most specifically right now, Luann. I know that Luann has been such an important part of plot and she's been really integral, but what are we going to see that's different? Because I genuinely don't know how much longer I can deal with a Giovanni joke slash cabaret moment. I think it's kind of done. Like we need something else. And the, yeah, no, 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 you go. The reunion was just hard because it felt like every time Mm -hmm. you thought she was turning a corner and was like apologizing to Dorinda or apologizing to Bethany, then she was like, well, you guys are jealous. And I was like, Jesus Christ, we just watched two parts where you seem like you understood all of their grievances, but now we're back to square one because like now you're like, they're jealous of my success. And it's like, no one's jealous of it. Luann, like, okay, I think it's time you take a break. Like, are you okay? Like, it's like, it feels sad and dark and I feel like she's being exploited and she's not like there. And it's just like, I'm, it's, I don't know. I don't, the show needs something. I really want Heather Thompson and Jill to come back or something. Like I want somebody to come back that I'm like, oh, I like, like the seasons was Ka- with Carol and Heather Thompson. I liked those. Yeah. Those seasons. are not bad seasons. I, I could, could deal with like Aviva being wi- wiped off the face of the planet. Um, but are there, is there a version where Heather or are on without her Kristen or Carol or Jill come back? Well, okay. Let's go th- one by one. Carol. No, because she said too much shit about production. So I think they're like, Katie style, go she, fuck yourself. Yeah. Like we're not putting a they camera need, like, in your they room. They need like five years between that now. Right. And I think at that point there will be zero last good summers left. So why would they? <laughs> um, Kristen, I don't think is yeah. a good fit. I think the time in which she should have come back was the season after because of the are allegations. Are she and her husband we, still together? They are still together. Oh, They're happily married. Okay. Um, I think Heather makes absolutely the most sense because I do think that she and Ramona, she sees Ramona for who she is and she is incredibly smart and quick. I don't know that she's, I genuinely don't know that she's interested in coming back. I had that conversation with her like 600 years ago here on the people's people's couch. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't, I couldn't tell like staring her at her, looking her in the eyes, whether or not she would genuinely be open to it. I think she's probably like the doors closed, but also even though she gets along with Bethany now, that could in part have been because Bethany was still on the show. And I think that they are both such operated the same place in the show, in the universe. Right. So they battle with each other because they clash because they're so similar. And I, I think she would be incredibly helpful. The Jill stuff. I, I would love it. I think that Jill triggers Ramona in a way that no one else does, including Bethany, because I think because of their frenemy style relationship before the show started, they really do look at each other as like equal slash competitors from their friend groups and, you know, quote unquote society. Um, and I would love to see that happen, but I think Jill wants it so bad. And I don't know. I mean, she was in, she was filmed in scenes that were used for last season's trailer that weren't in episodes themselves, which was. She had one scene this season, right? This past season where she played tennis with. 
Luann Luan? and the alcohol that was thing. It, right? And then there was was the tree thing this past season where she was supposed to be in more and yeah, she but I don't had remember. a line. It wasn't used she in the episode. Line? She had a line in the trailer that wasn't oh, right, used yeah, in the episode. I don't, I don't which think they is even showed a, her. Right, which is not a great indicator that you are sort of tempting us a little bit and then not you know tempting us with the apple that's... i mean per your conversation with andy cohen on a commercial break i watch what happens live it seemed <laughs> yes, i forgot about that it seemed like he basically it, i don't know it seems like that it comes with a lot it's a, like what is that what do they call that baggage like, yeah like it just seems like she comes with complications and maybe they're not ready yeah. she's maybe a huge thorn in their side and they're like not ready sure if it's worth it but i feel like i have thought that they they it has been time. Like they should have brought Carol back this past season, in my opinion, and and extended that stuff with her and Bethany because the season was so fucking boring. I think that whenever a housewife, current or past or whatever, talks about stuff being produced and manipulated, production is like no. Totally, I just think that it was a flaw to fire Carol or let her leave or whatever the version. Oh, I totally version. agree. But um, yeah, I agree that she's not going to come back now because that she's like. But I yeah, I mean. I mean, Jill secretly filmed a 40-minute recording of Watch What Happens. It was pre-taped so that she could... I don't even know what she was thinking. I don't know what liability she would have run into. But just so I guess she could have a record of what was talking because she didn't trust the edit. Like, that's not... That is in no way cool and is incredible. It's, It's crossing such a line. However, many years have gone by. Bobby has died. She is in a different place in her life. And I would like to see that within the frame of Housewives. I really, truly would. You know, page six, of course, Jill style. We're going to talk about Bethany manipulating the press. I mean, this is why they were besties. You know, there was like a sighting of Jill's boyfriend, whatever his name is, I just forgot, at a named jewelry store looking at a ring, which you know they leaked to get some interest in her getting to Gary and getting engaged to Gary. And His you know, name she, just came to you. Gary. Gary. <laughs> and I just, it. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm genuinely nervous about next season. I would love to see Jill back. I don't know that it's going to happen. It's way too late, I would think, to... I mean, they're filming now. I think they're just stuck, not, you know, with these all-stars, but they're stuck with the people that they were going to film, minus Bethany, plus this other woman who could be a friend of or full-time. Barbara Kay is filming or not? I hope not. My God, that was a waste. Yeah, it was a shame. This season was really bad. It made me sad. Do we have we talked for two hours about Bethany now or no? Is we okay, guys, such a great week. <laughs> I have to say, though, in New York has been rough. Um, Beverly Hills was rough. Beverly Hills was awful. OC... I don't know. And then... The bar is so low. But then Potomac, Jesus God Almighty. So where do you want to start? Let's tell start me. with Beverly... It's your show, so you tell me. <laughs> Beverly <laughs> Hills. Beverly Hills, what did you think? Just very quickly, giving it the 30 seconds that it I was doesn't insult- even deserve. I was insulted that like the first two seasons of Dallas and Potomac got two parters and then they forced me to watch three parts of the Beverly Hills reunion. I felt like it was totally gross and annoying that they they extended it to be three parts. The season was just really one note and like I am on team, I don't know, everybody else I guess and not Lisa Vanderpump but thank God Camille was on. Like I don't have to agree with a person driving the drama but like I just need somebody to bring something in the idea and then like the weird part of the reunion where everyone was like Kyle's the queen I was like okay I'm glad you guys are getting along but I'm not into this idea that like and it feels like then it feels like whatever Lisa Vanderpump has been feeding the press about like them sabotaging her it felt true then because it was like they all just agreed that like 
LVP was out of the way and Kyle's the true queen. And it was like so weird. And I was like, this is strange and feels weird. And like that show needs a major shakeup. Like they need Lisa Rinna and I guess Kyle to stay. And I just like, and I would like Camille to come back full time. But like Erica Jane is like not fun anymore at all. Teddy is a fucking nightmare. And she's real best friends with Kyle, I think though. So maybe she'll come back because that's real. Who else is on the show? I don't remember. Oh, Denise. I like Denise. I think she's something different. It was a rough season. It's interesting that Bravo has been able to, Bravo and or these production companies, has been able to do serious revamps a la New York um, going into season five when they fired Alex, Kelly, Cindy, I guess, and Jill. They, they've done it with Jersey once terribly unsuccessfully and now they're in a pretty solid place. And yet, there was a real you mean the season. When did they do it with Jersey when Caroline left and they replaced like they had Caroline and Jacqueline were fired. When it was the quit. twins with the racist and woman. Amber. Yeah. And then they all. And Dina came back for an hour and a half. So right. So that was basically a new cast and Dina returning. And with now. Teresa right. And, and now we have. Was Jacqueline on that season when Dina mm, returned? I think the season after. Yeah. And then they wiped it out. And right. Then it was... And now they've reset with Jennifer and the journalist whose name I always forget and Margaret Joseph's love of my life. And it's interesting that they've done total recasts in or, or as close as they can do without getting rid of everyone on the East Coast and West Coast. They're either terrified of it or nervous I about mean, it or whatever they do it on the oc a lot or maybe it's more of a revolving door of new people rather than like a get rid of three or four people it's and like, bring in like right. a bunch of new because yes okay i'm so i have so many thoughts now that i'm looking in you and your beautiful eyes and i'm like <laughs> i just don't know where to go tell so, me be, tell but me beverly, yes beverly hills needs and beverly tr- hills they won't beverly they, hills they've announced this week that it's the same well i mean not lisa has a friend filming right lisa Rinna has a friend filming but everyone is staying like how right, is Teddy's staying. Is Camille coming on full time? TBD. I, unlikely, I would think. Camille needs to be full time, in my opinion. Like, they need somebody to come in as, like, the antagonist. She said, and, and Andy has said, that she doesn't want to do it full time. But then it's like, why are you doing this at all? Because they're giving you a full time edit. So you may as well Make hold the a diamond. Full fucking check, yeah. So what are your, th- I mean, like, what are your. I th- think that, was, that Beverly Hill re- it requires a major rehaul and, like, needs to be, like, diverse because I think it's weird that, like, none of the West Coast cities are diverse at all. Um, and yeah, and I think that like they need to, I don't know, bring like, I mean, this, are they approaching season 10? Is this nine or 10? I never know the numbers. I don't either. It's but, shocking. I know New York's. I like, really God, bring, no like get rid of some of these people and bring fucking like Maloof and Camille back full time and just like let Maloof's money be something that like rivals fucking Erica Jane's and like let her crazy, like whatever has happened in her life. Like I would just like something bring Taylor's sad life to like, Oh my God. I actually don't want that. Cause I feel like it's too dark, but Bring Brandy back on. Like, I don't know. Just bring, do something. Kathy Hilton. Bring Kathy Hilton. I don't know. It's so sad. I cannot believe Teddy If they brought Teddy Kathy, Kathy Kim on. No, never. It would be so insane. Kim's not doing great. I know. It makes Came me out sad. This I, I don't like it. It makes me really sad. Okay. She's not doing great is all we're going to say. It just makes me sad and it's just dark. It's so surprising too. <laughs> Sorry. It's an, I'm she's sorry. sick. I know she's sick, but she's also an asshole and it's hard to separate the two. Uh, she's not well and she's also a dick Beverly Hills is rough though um Lisa Rinna thank god for her this past season like Lisa Rinna and Camille I don't know what they would have done without I cannot believe that I just genuinely it it like bothers me that Erica Jane is still full-time ditto Teddy I think I don't even think Teddy deserves part-time I think like I honestly think like she assisted with the story how she could and now the chapter is closed and we need to open with somebody else and Erica Jane is 
you know, in her own words, a gay icon. So have her do that for like half of an episode every four and call it a day. She's not, she's like, she contributes a little, but not enough. Not enough. I think that Erica Jane is like, I think this is what differentiates like Kyle from Elisa Vanderpump or uh, Erica Jane or... I guess even like a Bethany in a way is, is like they just like those people, like those alpha women decide mm-hmm. what they're going to show mm-hmm. and Bravo gives them exactly what they are okay willing to do. Mm-hmm. And Kyle still operates from a place of like she works for her fucking diamond. And I think like that is like what endears me to Kyle. It's like I don't find her to be the most likable, but I like that she shows her fucking life. But like she'll never be the queen because they always the people that they reward are the people that are like. I'm not, I'm only doing this for this amount of money. And like, you're, I'm not, I'll do one scene with my husband around a fucking pool and I'll never show my son. Like if they actually showed any part of Erica be fucking vulnerable, like she's, she's never cried as, that I can remember on the show. She got mad once, I think when she was drunk and like, and on fucking jet lagged about like someone implying that her son. Eileen on the junk boat. Yeah. yeah. Fucking poor Eileen, the most, the classiest housewife of all time of any franchise. I think that Kyle is such a strong beta and you need to have a strong beta, but they don't have someone to take over for LVP right now and they need it. And the only way to really, I think LVP leaving is a great opportunity to reset and get some other people. I know that they have said that it's really hard to find like actual rich people who would fit the show, who want to film the show. And I think they have a lot of Hollywood there and we need to like stop with Hollywood if we can. I think Denise completes that. I think we need, I don't think we need sparkly hair back, but I think that I don't think we need Maloof Hoof, but I, because I, I, I don't know. I think she's probably too nervous to like, and she knows how elitist she came off before, which was fantastic for us. Um, so I don't know that her coming back in anything more than a cameo. What about Debro? What if Debro joined Beverly Hills? Debro joining Beverly Hills would be amazing because Debro. Because she's really smart and intentional, so smart. but she's also like newts and like makes people watch our long videos of like her closet. I've seen every video of Heather's it's closet. It's so fascinating. It's abusive. Because she seems so, to me, she's like, oh, you're a normal person. And it's like, oh, you're not. And like, to me, that's sort of like, I don't know. It's like, I don't that's know. That's a great suggestion. But I, I, love- I think people need to leave. We can't just add on to this group that's like so happy they're friends. They don't want to sacrifice anything. It's like, Oh, Dorit, cool. I forgot about her. I mean, I actually think she needs to stay of all of the people. She's one of the ones I would want to stay, but... I just need Teddy to go for the most. The most I need her to go. She's just so boring. I think Dorit's... Her and Erica Jane is just like so... Blech. Totally agree. And I think that Dorit's money issues are going to... Are like picking up steam legally. So I would love to see that play out and watch PK's um, lack of checking account like explode on at least six episodes. But yeah, I think it's, I think it's done. So... Okay. So let's talk about OC then. Because I think it's a great transition. And I think OC... I, I think I, me and you have been on the same journey, which is like I watched the first episode and I was like, I don't know if I can watch this this season. Yeah. And then I watched episode two and I was like, oh, I didn't hate this. Yeah. But Vicky maintain, manages to continue to be the most awful person in the world to me. Kelly Dot is maybe a terrible person, but is wonderful television. She, just like Ramona in that way. Where She's it's like, so I, likable. I like, I'm like so charmed by her in moments and then I'm like, oh, yeah. you're awful, but I still love you because like yeah. you provide no, I'm story. Yeah, I'm Kelly. And, like, I like Gina. I don't think she belongs on OC. Her hair choices are terrible. I wish that she was, like, on New Jersey. I don't think mm-hmm. she just fits there. And I mm-hmm. also think she – the problem with OC is, like, none of the women have chemistry. Like, like you need to believe – like, you need to – like, Potomac, it's, like, Ashley is way younger than Karen. And Candace, same. And you would never believe that they were all, like, real friends in the real world. Except they have chemistry and they have history at this point, at least. But, like, when I watch someone with, like, Gina, like, talk to Vicky, I'm like, they have no chemistry at all. And, like, Gina with – 
with Shannon is like pushing it. Like there's just like no chemistry in the cast. Like the three amigos have some chemistry, but like also two of the three amigos are annoying to watch to me. I mean, Who are the two? Maybe three of the three <gasps> amigos. Shut your stupid mouth. I, I don't know. And Emily, it's just like she is so fucking sad. And what the fuck is going on with that, by the way? Does she like, not I, know who she's married to? Of course, he's not going to like a striptease. He doesn't like when women cuss. Like, how is that going to work out? Are they are they getting divorced or is this just what she married? I don't understand it. Like, I don't care. I genuinely don't care. I mean, <laughs> so I sorry, hate but like, him, but I also don't care. But I hate him. And like that whole scene this week, where, or was it last week? I don't remember. Where she like made dinner for her fucking in-laws because their birthdays are like the same week. And then he Her was, chef made terrible yeah. food. It and then he awful. was like, everyone's bothering me. And like his sisters were like, I get it. And then she called him and I was like, is his whole fa- like, is it, are they making us feel bad for Emily? But really she's being terrible because like his, his siblings and parents didn't seem to care that he wasn't there. But then, but she did. And that was sad because it was like, she's doing this for your family. But also, like, is he going to fail? I feel like he's going to fail. He's a thousand percent. Because he's like, hasn't he failed like twice? Yeah. Which is like not no shame, but also like a little bit like, okay, maybe it's not your like fucking. Because your wife and your your sister both passed. So like. And it's just so strange. And then like he's such a hobbit and it's, it makes it like worse. Like not that if he was good looking, it would make sense. No, but he looks terrible. He's like a hobbit. And so he's, His soul aw- lives he's on the awful outside. to this woman who seemingly does a lot for him. And maybe she's terrible too, but it just is sad and feels dark. Is the reason that he's been so reactive on camera and off on camera, meaning that call from the library, wherever the fuck he was and off camera, meaning his response to the dance situation is the reason that he's been so reactive because production, she like everyone wants him there for production. He's getting really he's getting a lot of people calling him and a lot of people and pressure from his wife to like be on camera. Is that what's upsetting him or is it genuinely upsetting him that like his wife is calling him I was and trying, shouldn't be that's interesting i was wondering if his like sister like that was why i was confused because i was like when his one of his sisters said like i get it and i was like oh who's calling him then like is he being harassed by emily is he being harassed by emily and his like mom and his sister yeah. or is he being harassed by like emily and like emily's talent producer and then like a production <laughs> coordinator who were all yeah. like hey can you just facetime in for your parents dinner and he's like Why'd you give me them my number? I'm really studying. Like, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. And I, but like, I also don't really care. I don't really I'd actually care. rather just you text me that they're getting divorced from whatever that place is that Lisa Vanderpump leaks stories to. Right Radar online. Like, I don't care to see it really on camera because it's just sad. I feel like OC, all of the housewives, but OC specifically is just like a place where people come when they're getting ready to get divorced and they just need. <laughs> They need a little extra step. Literally everybody has on that show has been divorced, but specifically Kelly, Shannon, Gina, and now seemingly Emily. Tamara. In in the course of two seasons. I mean, yeah, Emily. Vicky. Yeah, Vicky and Tamara, they're OGs at it. At this point, Tamara's remarried and and with a spinoff, and Vicky was sort of like in a common law marriage, (laughs) lied about cancer, and now is like, I think, re-engaged this season, but it still didn't get her to keep her full-time status. Also... I have so much to say, Sarah. Tell me. You're I'm so beautiful. So, I'm like just staring at you. I'm so happy you're here. Do you think that Vicky getting demoted was purely to punish her for being like awful slash like what, how they treat Jill? Like I feel Shaking like you know what I mean? head, no. Which is to say like she's terrible and they're like yeah. annoyed that she basically is like it's my show and this yeah. way they're able to say like it's not. Yeah. Or do you think it was because she was being terrible slash boring and they were like we're gonna demote you and then she got engaged and they were like still not enough. If they cared about how awful she was, they would have killed her off after cancer. They would have killed her like how Brooks didn't die. Right. But I think that that is also, 
even though it was like terrible ethically. It's yeah, like how it, you it felt was, about Lisa Kelly Dodd prior, yeah. right? Which yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. she's terrible. She shouldn't come back. And right. I was like, she needs to because she's like the You're star. Totally right. It's the same You're with totally Camille. Right. It's like, how can they not have Camille come back right. full time? She's the only, whether she's like a conservative who supports like Brett Kavanaugh and is actually terrible and made yeah. mean jokes about like Denise is renting a house when like a fire t- like burned her house down. It's like, she's the, also the person who like had the drama. Yeah, with Vicky, it's like allegedly Vicky was desperate to come back, understandably, and pitched her engagement to Steve Lodge as like a reason for her to come back, that she had story. And I I don't know why she's I, I, I don't know why she's there. Obviously, she's a terrible person. <laughs> I, I mean, it seems like judging by how these episodes are going, she's a friend of in name only. It seems like she's going to be an integral part of the plot, which is like, well, then how is this different from last year? I don't I don't. I, I genuinely don't know. Is this the first time a Housewives franchise has never had an OG in the opening credits? Like, like meaning somebody who's been on the fr- on the show for years. I'm, uh, New was York there, was, has always Teresa's was, always they've they held production when she was in jail. Well, Potomac was, is too new. Dallas, um, Beverly Hills. There yeah, was Kyle's one season on one. of Atlanta where Nene wasn't on, but wasn't Sheree on that season. So it sort of. Oh, I don't know that Sheree was on. Well, there's been a couple. It it was a season where um, where they went to Jamaica and Nini shows up to surprise everyone. She's like a friend of that season. And I believe that that was the season that Sheree came back. Oh, that's a good point. So I think that they've always managed to have somebody that's like, and I thought this was, that was interesting to me that like they did. It wasn't like they were like, okay, Gretchen's back in full time, but Vicky's a friend of because we're punishing her. Like they didn't care. I guess they consider Tamara an OG at this point because she's been on since what? Like she's like candy. And it's time for her to go. She is terrible. Her son. Her family tells me exactly how Tamara is when she's like not on camera. That's what I think. When I think about her son, I'm like, okay, that is like when the cameras go down. I feel like there's like, I don't know, Tamara. He's Tamara's son, you know. Like I know he like they have to, he he has another parent and he's an adult, but also like that's who raised him. That's her son. The the kid stuff on OC makes me so uncomfortable, and I have to wonder. At what point do you decide that your child is mature enough to give true consent? Like, I look at Bronwyn, who I think is a great addition. I don't care about her, but great. Like, I think she's great. She even though, something, yeah. Yeah, even though she, like, completely went com- completely went in the opposite direction of where she was last week with Vicky, where this week she's like, I'm so sorry, I'll, I'll bow down um, at that weird dinner. Um, but I look at the storyline with her daughter, who's had a journey with an eating disorder and struggling with some mental health stuff with OCD. And I look at Spencer who is being used for entertainment by way of his older brother threatening physical violence. And I look at Shannon's kids who I they think make me particularly sad because I feel like it's not the same thing where it's like, I don't know something like when you see those flashbacks and yeah, you're just like watching the their parents, yeah, like it's fa- not marriage good. and like personal lives fall apart in front of them. And now they're like doing confessionals and I'm like, Ugh, that's the least produced those moments yes. where their parents are really fighting. And Shannon had a great moment of self-reflection where she's like, I did exactly what happened to me. Like I thought I wasn't going to do, but you just repeat what's, what's comfortable with the, you know, toxicity that you're used to. You do it without realizing. So it's great for her to like have that moment. Um, and you know, Vicky has perfect children, but I, I mean, I don't know what to say there, but they were also, sort of older when the show started and it was realer back then, you know, and I just uncomfortable with how these children are used because listen, everybody wants to be on camera or a lot of everyone, but Shane, a lot of people want to be on camera. And I think that's great. But I also wonder like 10 years from now, how are you going to feel about this? And how are you going to feel about the fact that like everyone knows 
the deepest, darkest secrets. Like, I think there's something to be said for bringing a secret out into the light and like taking over power and ownership. Like how some people are like, I struggle with this. And the fact that you're saying it out loud helps you regain control. But I think if you are a minor child or just a, like a, just a little bit over 18, which is still a child in my eyes, certainly emotionally, I I don't know that you have the ability to understand that like unless you pay someone that's going to be at near the top of your Google. And also when you meet people, if they know a little bit about the show, they know these things about you. I don't know. It makes me kind of nervous. Do you think that, okay, what is the train rumor? I want to, as a, a you're, a, I think a self-identified heterosexual woman. What does that mean to you? Cause it means something to me as a person, a gay person. And I need to know what you think it means. This is the dumbest thing I'll ever say for the next 20 seconds. But I saw that train thing and I was like, did she poop on a train? I don't know why it brought it back to me. <laughs> I swear to God. And then I was like, is this really about pooping? Cause I just, I don't know why my gut instinct. Did she poop on a train? Is it, was Leanne that- pooped in a car and that was one of the things that she was. <laughs> oh my God. I love Leanne Luckin. I need Dallas to come back. Well, it is. It's coming back next, uh, not next week. Dallas week and after. Potomac are the best housewives yeah. and it's so shocking. I mean, it's not shocking because they're, they're still, they're still yeah. working. Wait, so tell me what pooping, anal? I was thinking, or maybe anal, like, so like, like the caboose. This is really. Tell me. We're, we're blue. quite explicit. But like. That's mostly because I call people cons, but. It, I think like when I watched it, I looked at my friend who I was watching with my friend Seth and I was like. Did Kelly get a train run on her? Which is like... Well, I would think she got hit by... What does that mean? Like a gangbang? How would Vicky know that kind of phraseology? I think something happened on a train. Wait, like... Wait, say that again? A train... When you... (laughs) Like a gangbang. Like she's like had sex with... what's the phrase? What's the phrase in... Like a a train got run through you or like you got ran on... Like it's that terrible. I know. I'm like... I feel like I'm talking like my mom something that she didn't know. Because I'm I'm watching you. I know. It's like so extra. But like it's like... They keep being like the train. Like I'm not going to put the train. And then it's like choo-choo. And like that's like a thing if like you ever see like a Instagram thirst trap of like three guys. People will come like choo choo or like they'll comment like the train emoji I'm like weeping. it's like it's like a thing and I feel like I don't know that these women of a certain age know that but it's like it is so shocking because they're just being like the train the train and I'm like and then Seth was like there's no way there's no way that Vicky even knows what urban dictionary is number one number two there aren't enough heterosexual men in Orange County for Kelly <laughs> to have sex with at one time uh, also can we talk about consent no That's oh se- yeah, yeah separately can we talk about consent and also like and the way that they keep playing that handsome but stupid guy that Kelly the milkman and the way they keep cutting Frank to him. Or and it makes me sad yeah. I'm just like oh like he went on a dick two dates with her or whatever they were sleeping together for like two months and he I like, would fuck him. Yes, I me mean, too. I mean, he's very attractive. And I'd let him run a train on me with his friends. <laughs> but like the fact that he they keep cutting him whenever she's like, I need to date a rich guy, not a dumb one. And it's like, oh, that's so sad. I, that is so sad. But back to the choo-choo. <laughs> there was a moment where Vicky's like, don't talk about it, where I looked at Vicky, Tamara, and Shannon, and I was like, oh, they all decided. They all strategized a thousand percent that this was going to come up. Because Shannon made a face, and you know I know Shannon because I am Shannon. And I'm like, she is trying her best to pretend to be shocked, but they all fucking knew it was going to come out on camera. But what could it be? It's not drug-related. Oh, it could be drug it's not drug related. I don't know. Maybe she I had sex with someone on a, on a train. train. But she should be commended for that. What what's the what's the problem there? These women wish they were getting laid as much as Kelly is. I mean, Kelly is the star of the show currently. Although none of the other none She's of those the none of the orange. blonde women would. Is she the actual center orange? No, but like in my is in it our Shannon hearts and soul, I don't even. know. I don't remember. I like that's a good study. I always like paying attention to who they move in the center. Yeah. 
Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like OC, but I'm gonna keep watching for a little bit. Like I'm like Gina. It's like okay, we knew your husband cheated on you. Also, show us your pic- his picture. He's attractive. I don't think he's cute. I can't remember what he looks like. Looks like because they he's won't very show. shiny. He's very he Long kind of, Island does slash Staten. Does he look like Bronwyn's husband but younger? Because I thought Bronwyn's he, husband was cute the first episode, and then the next yeah, one I was he's like, not cute. Oh, he's not. He's not cute. Do you think he's gay? Well, maybe. It's hard. It's hard. I feel like so many of the husbands are gay. You know. I know. Especially when then you when then you watch how hungry they are for like the attention and it's yes. like that like part of it feels like oh they're like operating from a place of like pushing their like it's like is Shane gay does he like get no. on this show he doesn't be- want to fuck anyone but like his he, remember she was like he proposed on my on like in G chat yeah then, it was like, super cute and then they were on when she was on watch what happens live Carly Kloss was like wait when she was like yeah like on my Blackberry and she was like wait G chat didn't even exist when Blackberries did and then like Emily was like uh 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 and I was like do you know how you got engaged <laughs> And it was, like, so cool to watch, like, the other guest was, like, not. It was, like, I don't understand what you're saying. He G-chatted you, but on a Blackberry, like, that wasn't the same time period. And she's she was, mess. like, uh, yeah, Emily's not good at the show. And she's also, like, I don't know. And Gina makes me sad. I don't care about Matt. I don't, I mean, it's terrible that they it's got also, like, been I over since Tamara it started. It. I thought Tamara handled it well. Yeah, and that's why, no, it never made sense to anybody why she was, like, we're still best friends and we still fuck each other. Why are you getting divorced? Because he fucking cheated on you. Yeah. I mean, there's something interesting to me, actually, about the fact that Emily and Tamara both knew but didn't talk about it on camera. That is a level of moral character that I didn't know Tamara actually had. So that was kind of her reaction to it. I thought was very respectful of being like, what was her reaction? I don't remember. She was like, Oh my God. And then in the, in the confessional, she's like, I kind of knew, but I, but it's like they kind of knew like they, people sent them stuff on DM or like blogs slash they had a hunch because it was like so sketchy or was it like Gina told them, but was like, I'm not going to tell this on camera. Cause like we're still coming to like agreement with our kids or something. I think because of the way she said to Emily, I know that you know this. Uh, there there was some that. kind of conversation. I wonder if the rumor mill started similar to like Heather Dubrow and Shannon where it was like someone brought someone unrelated to the show brought it up at a dinner or whatever and they were off to the races. What um, would you do? What do you think would happen if Heather Dubrow had come back this? I want Heather Dubrow and Megan to come back. I, feel I like- would love I thought Megan maybe if she got divorced from Jim, but now it's not happening. Because he had an emotional affair. With I some like bitch. loved um, Megan by the end, her end of her tenure, she's and I'm amazing. sad. I miss her. I miss her too. She's like very open on her blog and stuff, and like the OC has just been struggling. I think since the two of them have left. Yeah, they need a smart, strong alpha. I mean, the thing with Heather is that she is super elitist. Her house is disgusting. Um, but she's smart and funny and quick, and it was nice to have like that kind of New York style energy in the yeah. cast. And I think maybe they were thinking. Like the melted down version of that was Gina, but it's in no not that Gina was like Heather, but that injecting She's smart an East and Coast like kind a little of energy, witty, yeah, yeah, and it's just not. I like out. I do like Gina. I just think she has zero chemistry with anybody and is not right for that franchise. Like I, she should be on New Fucking New Jersey. You know, she's like not right for. She that. should move in with her dad Gino and her mom Mrs. Gino and have them be with her twenty four seven. She's very attached to her parents. I think she should be back on the East Coast. I like, like her. I wish I just don't think she's right for OC. I like her as a person. I don't like her on the show. I think it's it's dark in a way that isn't entertaining. And I know that's a terrible sentence, but here we are. It's <laughs> she I feel bad for her, but I, I also don't I don't think she's helping with this. I, I think she understands that Vicky is the devil and I appreciate that about her. But like what else is there? Okay. So let's use this low bar. Let's talk about things that are dark but entertaining and, and go out on a bang. Because yeah. we're saving the best for last, which is like fucking Real Houses of Potomac are delivering this season in so many ways. Literally, I think everyone is doing a great job, including the friend of who I think there's a lot of problems and we need to talk about, but 
everybody is working hard on this season before you got here i watched a 28 minute youtube interview with katie rost and some guy are you gonna interview are are you gonna interview her here ever you think i don't know we had an exchange and i don't know what will happen with that i'm I'm sure it would be a phone or not an in-person although she said in her interview that she and her new fiance go back and forth between like beverly hills and maryland and new york and somewhere else i'm like does he have a job how is that working out um so she didn't really say a lot they were joking about her wig she did express of course her shock as is evidenced by everyone else's totally understandable about not being invited to the reunion she phrased it as not being invited instead of like being disinvited i think she has said a lot on social media about how manufactured that she she calls Michael Darby Chester the molester on Insta, but she also has said a lot of stuff about production, much more than like Carol ever did after leaving the show. She's been very specific and extremely hypercritical about how they handled the editing of the aftermath of the assault when um, it was Monique's cousin, how there was the actual incident itself and then there was like a couple hours later someone being like hey Michael and they like right. put that together and they didn't I don't think they I don't know I don't remember if the lower third like said cameraman or if it was just the it, phrasing it said nothing but I'll right. watch what happens live exactly it said cameraman and that was like a thing I think that uh, Bravo apologized so yeah. I think there's probably a legal thing too because Andy of- apologized this past week and was like um I'm sorry that we sort of misrepresented or whatever and it was very much legalese and then he was like and on to the show like it was it was quick and slightly awkward um and the problem there is that Katie sort of ran with that online and was like this is bullshit and it shouldn't have been surprising to her that they disinvited her it was certainly the wrong move because she's so important to this season I heard she said some or says something on the trip that is part of the reason why she wasn't asked to come to the reunion. So I don't know if that says something about Michael. I says have something no about idea. the show some, like, that they in, included. You know, some Instagram that I was trolling is like, which is like Real Houses of like Potomac or Atlanta. Tea. It's like they always are just like giving tea. Yeah, love and it. And they always like allude to things. So they said someone had asked like, why isn't Katie invited to the Potomac reunion, or why wasn't she? And they said she apparently said some really terrible things at on the cast trip. That we would see, um, and that would indicate why they chose not to invite her. So I don't know if it's stuff that was already said that was edited out, if that's even true, or if it's coming up in part two. I mean, she obviously like pieces out. Yeah, they give her a Kelly Kaloran, um farewell, I where also, they wake up and that person is gone. Also, I know that like she has some pretty troubling Instagram store, um, like images yeah. about like yep. a miscarriage and yep. about some abuse. Hashtag me too. So which was a misuse of the tag. I feel like they haven't addressed any of that stuff, and right. then suddenly. This episode, Karen, Giselle, Robin, and then Ashley, obviously in the scene, all commented on like, you're not in a great place to be here. And then in their confessionals, they said like, she's going through like a custody battle, but none of that had been talked about prior. And it's like, she's been off all season, but it has never been an issue. So I'm wondering if this is supposed to be like their way of setting up while she is, why she's sort of unceremoniously like kicked off for the rest of the season I don't know that it's that kind of lead up I think that they are probably just being honest about what we're all seeing which is that she has been off but Karen stuck up for her I mean Karen stuck up for her Candace stuck up for her they said like Karen said in her confessionals like she's going through some shit I think Robin said that too but the idea that she was too weak to film 
it's such a phenomenal insult that I appreciated that these women were like looking at her because they know that she's going through some shit and are actually saying like, you're not too weak. Like, don't think of yourself as weak. You're strong as fuck for going through this, which is like this custody battle with her ex-husband who she said was physically and sexually abusive and like all this other shit. And that was a person we never saw, right? Because she already had her her three children. Then she was engaged to someone else who was terrible. Then they, when she wasn't on the show anymore, she split with him and she's engaged to another man. Oh, Andrew. Well, she was with Andrew season one. This past season, she's been with Jacob, who she split with, and now she's engaged to somebody else. The ex-husband we never saw. Did we see the kids season one? We might have, but she no longer yes, has custody or we like did. contact we with them. We saw them a little bit because I remember there was a scene where they were crying and like, who was, like, who was her ex-boyfriend or ex-fiance? Andrew. And he was like complaining about them basically. Oh, it was like right. three, It was like three babies basically screaming in a house and he's like, she, she's sad. She yes, she's sad. representing herself in court right now. Oh, no, I baby. Because of the money. Um, so expensive to get divorced. My God. So sad. So she, sad. Yeah, she seems not okay, but I did agree with her because there was a point where Ashley was like coming for her and she, and Ashley was like, you took a piece of information and you kicked me while I was down and like you ran with it and told someone. And she was like, that's what we all do in this group. And it was like, I feel like Ashley is very smart and no is, is good at the show. I think most of the women on the show are, but Ashley is, and is using that to her advantage because like Katie didn't do anything wrong in any way that the other women have. Everyone has been talking about Michael as Katie said. And so like, and everyone talks about everybody's business because that's what it is to be on this show. So like when she was like, you, you did this when I'm vulnerable and she was like, everyone did it. And that was like, there was this moment where she said, so like she like indicates like with her hand, like that's what we all do. And, and Ashley's like, I'm vulnerable or something. And I was like, this is weird. Like this edit is weird because they're acting like Katie is, off the rails but like she is but she's been off the rails since she joined to get the cast again but this is not why it was so interesting I did a bunch of IG polls yesterday um because it gives me an idea of like what um y'all um at like home, where your hi. opinion falls you, in with everyone and it was else. very close whose side Ashley v Katie between Ashley and Katie and exactly as you said I watched the app and I was like I was thinking who is on team Ashley about this I thought when they were showing um, flashbacks, Katie did nothing wrong. Ashley's saying to her as an insult, you're too weak to get through this and is also exploiting that weakness because she doesn't want to go against Giselle. She doesn't want to go against Karen. And Katie is the easiest person to exploit and get angry at. And it's ridiculous. I had, I just rewatched before we started recording the, um, after show they do a Potomac after show I don't think they do one for OC they do one for Southern Charm um and Blue Jack as well they, they usually start them in the middle of the season so that they can have watched all the episodes oh phenomenal okay love that um so Ashley on the after show was continuing to go after Katie and I just felt like it didn't make sense to me I don't love the way that she's using what this poor woman is going through as um and as a weapon in the war she's decided to wage against her. her the information that was given to ashley was completely incorrect and she has she's completely she's like using what she's hurt hurt people hurt people and she's using that same thing like because she thinks that katie talks shit about her she's just going to talk all this shit about katie but katie didn't do the things that ashley is accusing her of or at least not to the extent that the other women did and there was a moment where um Ashley's like you talked about me behind your back and Katie was like just because you're not there doesn't mean it's behind your back I actually completely understood what Katie was saying which is just because I'm uh, participating in a conversation which by the way I'm being paid to do because I'm on a tv show doesn't mean I'm talking shit like True. the other women are truly talking about you behind your back when you're not there 
like the she should be watching this and being like holy shit i was wrong but instead she's doubled but doubling down on it because she's using all this reserved anger toward michael against a woman that she herself has said is too weak to be on the show it's so fascinating this show is just i think it continues to get better this season better and also more fucked up I mean, like, how are we going to handle the Michael stuff at the reunion? Like, how is that being handled? How how was that handled? Yeah. No, I don't know. And are we giving him, we're continuing to give him a platform to be like, because the case was thrown out because of lack of evidence, that means I'm innocent. Like, I just wonder how much, da- I, I mean, I know this is too serious, but like, I wonder how much damage this is doing to people with the idea that it's, that this, that lack of evidence means you're innocent. I think we're all smart enough to like understand that this is complete bullshit, what he and Ashley are espousing. But I also think like, Ashley, my God, you are, I know that like you want to have this kid, which you had with him and you feel like you need to defend him. And I get that because he's your husband, but also you're using defenses that are so damaging to people. Well, I think it's complicated because one, there's a version where it didn't happen. And two, I think it starts to be like, where do we draw the line? Taylor Armstrong's husband killed himself. Kim Richards and Countess Luann are out. Like, we're watching them basically die. So it's like, it feels oh. weird to talk about, like, this being a place where, like, the ethics of reality television are terrible. But I don't feel like this is any... I feel like this is... I don't know if it's better, because that's a weird qualifier, but, like... It's strange also to employ people like Katie and Countess and Kim and who else? I mean, gosh, so many people who are like not well. So I feel like that's also part of it. Like, I don't think Ashley is like mentally ill. And that makes me kind of feel better, honestly. You don't think Ashley is mentally ill? You mean you don't think Katie? No, I don't think Ashley is. So like at least this circumstance about her husband being... Like, it just feels complicated, and I'm not sure that it, it, it doesn't feel great to think, like, this is, he's on the show, but it has been the plot that everyone, we're all watching. And you think she can handle it, because she can. Even if she's making bad choices, you're not concerned right. that it's going to, like, you're watching the downfall of her. Right, so yeah, I, I, understand, I hear you that, like, maybe it's compli- it's complicated ethically about, like, what we're putting on television as, like, and what, what that tells people who are watching it. I'm honestly, it's like selfishly I don't even care so much about like the putting it on television even though I just said I did 30 seconds ago (laughs) I just really am so angry that that just at its core that this woman is defending a man who has repeatedly expressed behavior that is consistent with what the cameraman alleges the whole private phone thing it Ashley was like oh he was asking me about a cell phone it's like no sweetie he was saying call me on a private line like because he was flirting with but I mean Katie's again he's, this is I want to suck his dick this is what makes the show fun to watch it's so good but it's, also like he's a predator <laughs> he's her husband and obviously like i think that that also is Ugh. when when assault or allegations rather maybe is a better way of saying it like allegations happen no we can talk about assault and people defend the person that like they yeah. know intimately it always is complicated because it's like i would you always want to be like god stop it like don't put yourself like you don't need to do that but also you understand why or at least i feel like i can empathize with why someone would feel that impulse because they're like this is my husband this is my friend but that doesn't negate somebody else's allegations against that person. You can still love that person. They can be great to you and never have done something. But it doesn't mean that it's, that they ne- aren't capable of. And when you put your neck on the line, that you are 
you know, then you're making yourself, it's like how fucking Lena Dunham defended a writer on girls. Cause she oh. was, and it's like, girl, you can't do that. I don't think that's the same thing as defending your husband, but I think it is complicated. Cause like he can be a wonderful husband and caring and loving to you. And you may, you may never have done anything terrible to you, but that doesn't mean that this other person's allegations are not true girl. And PS, that's such a great comparison because part of her defending that writer was being like, I know information that we can't talk about publicly. That makes me convinced that this didn't happen. She essentially lied um, about a sexual assault that happened against a woman she went completely against the victim and p.s turns out according to a follow-up interview that she did i think in the last year or so she didn't have any proof her proof was that oh he's a great guy she fucking lied against a woman who is accusing someone of sexual assault by saying you have evidence when you don't i mean that is i think one of the shittiest things you can ever do especially using your platform in that way sorry just a little no 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 i I wasn't that i I think it's just it is complicated and i think that, that the latter part of your statement is like the really salient point which is like when you're using your platform is when it gets complicated like I understand you know like you know something happens and your family member does something and you're like that what that's my family that would never happen but it's like but is it worth putting your fucking name on your platform and 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 saying that somebody else is is 100% wrong because that's what you're doing when you right. do that when you have a fucking 6 million followers and you say that that's sort of shit like then that is exactly what you're doing you know what would have helped me a little Ashley's talked a small amount about the fact that like I was really angry at him and now we're better than ever I would have loved to see a little bit of that I was angry sure. at him and not the can I lift None. whipped cream off your chest you look so sweaty let me put on a sailor outfit ahoy when that's probably not the kind of sailor yeah, he's I, interested in. I think it's so fascinating, especially because of her reaction was so... I mean, obviously, it was such a great miss, uh, misdirect because when they called her to be like, girl, did you see this about your husband on the blogs? And she was like, what? Oh, yeah. No, that's not real. We've known. And I was like, what? And I was like, not the reaction I don't think I as a viewer expected. But it made, obviously, it was a fun, fantastic misdirect. But I think that that is what is interesting. And also, we've been watching Housewives for so long that... Like, the fact that we saw Katie and Michael, I mean, I'm sorry, Ashley and Michael, was it last season or the season prior where they, like, basically separated? It was, was it season three, prior? right? Uh, or two? I forget. But they, like, separated. Yeah, they and did. Then I at, forgot about that. And then My they God. came, oh, it was last season, right? Because then they came to the Maybe. reunion and he was, like... Well, she then she cried about the miscarriage. Yeah, I think that was the season before. I think it was two. I think two was when they separated, but I forget. I don't remember. But it's like we know that they've had troubles. We know that they've been struggling. Yeah. We know that she has had a child at this point. So, like, it is – there is this story, and it's like, okay, and I don't know. I think it is fascinating and sad, but also crazy. I mean, I love when they do that cutback and they show Giselle and fucking Candace be like – he looks just like a dick. And then like, he wants to put someone's penis in his mouth. It's like, so, it makes me laugh every time. Cause like they are, I mean, it just like, it makes me so mad at New York, Beverly Hills and OC. That they don't get season. enough attention as them. That like Potomac doesn't get oh, enough well, attention. Yes, that, but also or credit, but, but really it's just like this, the, the New York OC and um, Beverly Hills were so bad this past season. I yeah. mean, even um, Atlanta was like a little bit, was like, I felt like was yeah. uneven and it's like, I just like this show is like delivering comedy and also like real plot and drama. Speaking of comedy, real plot and drama, the silent but deadly cutaways to Candace's face during this whole Ashley v. Katie thing were fucking magical to I me. I know. I was into it because, you know, she's like brimming with hatred toward um, Ashley. And I just really appreciated the looks. It was I was thinking like I think Candace is annoying when it is like her drama. Yeah. 
but like she is actually really funny when it's yeah. any like so like all of the stuff about Michael is funny because like her reactions are funny and like she clearly thinks Ashley's an idiot but like I also think that Ashley thinks Candace is an idiot like the show is just so good and then like Karen and Giselle are like what was that that whole thing was I don't even understand up. what the fight was about and I think it was like I was like is Karen right like I don't even no. know I don't even understand what's happening like I love Giselle but she like is just like instigating drama to like have a fight happen totally agree about instigating drama but in this context Giselle was like we're supposed to go out when they were in New Orleans or wherever the fuck they yeah, were it was New Orleans and um Karen was like want to stay home and then Karen went on IG live yes, I remember and this Giselle was like what the fuck are you doing why are you talking to strangers and then Karen really ran with it and was like my dad died I right. wanted to thank people you're being disrespectful to my dead parents and Giselle was like that then Giselle can sometimes blow up and it's like is this real but that was super real where she's like you can go fuck yourself this had nothing to do with your parents death I wasn't being disrespectful about their death I was saying why aren't you coming out with us it was wild to me also that's like such a crazy fight and that's not even gonna be the top five of the season which just shows you do you think the magic Potomac has like the I would say that they have a like overlap as far as like you know how we talked about like New York couldn't have Bethany and Heather on because they sort of operate the same yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like Potomac has a lot of people that sort of operate in many places, like that other shows that other casts don't have. Like Lee, like Lee and Lockin is the only person that does X on Dallas. Mm-hmm. But like Karen and Giselle are both sort of alphas and both also have great like humor mm-hmm. are both funny. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Ashley is like really smart and mm-hmm. used to be always sort of like the the pot stir but also was like mm-hmm. the voice of reason like I would have compared her the most to Bethany on Potomac specifically because she's mm-hmm. like witty and I felt like she could be like these women are all crazy but then like she has now now this stuff with her old husband and then the uh, predator and it's like so she's also got her stuff and then Candace is like has a mom relationship I don't mm-hmm. know I just feel like there's a lot of moving parts to Potomac that I don't think other let's like what uh, what parts is fucking uh, Dorit, Dorit and Denise and Teddy all operate different spots. Not really. The women on Potomac are each running their own personality relay. Like there they are, you go. they're That's handing so... off to each other all the different shit while they all somehow get first place. Like they all win. Actually, re- we are the winners from this. But they are able to juggle so many different facets of their personality, which is separate from the skill that they're able to deploy while filming. Like it's a two-parter and they're great at both. And I think Robin is probably the one who's in last place, but she's also the one who dropped the initial I want to suck his dick secret and she also has like this weird sad like business with her like driving a truck and her like beautiful husband and I feel like that's like that's low per- low person on the totem pole is like still giving us a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, I always look at Rob and I'm like, how did she survive to get on another season? It's amazing to me. But she does serve a purpose sort of similar to Cynthia, who I'm like, why the fuck is Cynthia still on? But then it's like, well, she does actually there is a reason for her to be on the show. She serves a purpose and not everybody can be an alpha and not everybody can be a beta. Sometimes you're whatever the fuck these women are like it, where you're like there. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else you're doing, but you are there and you are helpful to the show which can't be too alpha or too beta at once like there has to be some sort of middle ground what do you think that candy the- is because i feel like candy and robin don't operate dif- dissimilar spots candy just, candy just has wealth and like a um 
Candy's an alpha. You think? Oh my God, are you kidding? That's so interesting. I don't think of her because I think that she sidesteps. Like she never goes, like she doesn't feel like she needs to go head to head with alphas because she doesn't have anything to prove to them. She doesn't feel like, she feels like she doesn't need to go to the depths that some of these women will do to stay on the show, but she is most certainly an alpha. That's interesting. Speaking of alphas, Keyonce. I'm so glad she's coming back. I cannot believe that I feel Nini like, is still on the show. And I I'm feel so glad like, that Kenya's back. They don't need Nina anymore. They don't need Lanethia. She's got to go. I mean, Kenya is Kenya and Portia together are funny. So it's not like, like not together, but like we have two funny people. And also together. And together. It's interesting. I mean, the Kenya, uh, Portia, Candy, Nini, Cynthia, I guess. And like, Phaedra seasons were the best seasons of Atlanta. So I'm excited that Kenya's back. I don't necessarily like need or want Phaedra to come back, although she is probably the funniest of all of those people. But Portia was so fucking good last season. Portia um, did the work of the work everyone. Of, the work of many. I'm trying to think. I think there are some new people that are like allegedly Tate filming for Atlanta. Well, what the fuck? Shamari that- is not. She's done. Tanya is, which is appalling I, I to was me really into tanya's oh my god energy and what she brought because Ugh. it's different than everybody else on yeah that's show. true i don't care about it eva about is her. i think is filming also yep. and i mean she's eva. pregnant again yeah she's pregnant so she's pregnant and then portia and kenya both have babies just have babies but also just didn't eva just had a baby too so actually, i think eva, well yeah eva eva has a toddler. yeah yeah and now she's pregnant again and who knows what's going on with candy by the way because i feel like if oh, they she are, might have a surrogate yeah, yeah if she really i feel like she, they're probably like deep into that process maybe did i tell I you know. this i don't i think i did maybe texted you but i went to olg for <gasps> oh tell me i had to film something and we went at friend in atlanta and we were at olg filming amazing and uh you were filming at olg we filmed at olg holy shit and was mama joyce there i didn't see her but uh mama don joyce juan was there straight dorothy what and he recognized me from being on good morning america <gasps> And like came in and was like, can I take a picture and send it to Candy? He to asked you because he was like, can I, can I, he was like, I knew was you looked that? familiar, and then <gasps> he like he's like, gonna ask that person like if your name what your name was, and they said David, and I was like, yeah, that's right. And then he like went and was like, you were in Good Morning America, and I was like, oh my god, yeah. And then I was like so embarrassed because I was like, well, I'm here for my job. This is like real life. Um, yeah. that is in no way embarrassing. That is amazing, and I would have died if I was you. But I would have took a died. picture of me, and then I didn't get to look at it, and then he sent it to Candy, and obviously you didn't I, hear about the response. No, because then it was like the end of my day, and I was like, okay, bye. That's so weird. Uh, but but I'm it was into it. But um, but it was obviously cool. For Did me. you like the food? It was delicious. Was it? Yeah, we had our catered meal there for work, so. Oh, my God. It was heavy. It was like a soul food, but it's delicious. I mean, they're good for her. And they have a second restaurant, right? Or did, are they opening a third? I yeah, they might know. be opening a two or uh, a, a third, I think. is right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Damien, I feel like we've really discussed so much. Is it on four, this... Have we been? T- I'm recording for four hours. No, we've only done like a little more than an hour. I'm proud of us. I just feel like the quality is so much more important than the quantity. It's all about the quality. Um, Speaking of quality, go to my Instagram. There is a contest. Um, Get two tickets to the New York It's Not You, It's Miami reading, which will be this coming Wednesday, I think, August 28th. Don't hold me me to it. At Littlefield in Brooklyn. Win two free tickets just by tagging a Bravoholic friend of yours in... Um, the photo and it's a photo of me and Lou and making sure that you both follow me on Instagram, which you should be. If I had like 25% of the people that listen to this podcast add me this week, I would just be 
so happy. So you be able to use your platform for damaging things. I want to use, much like Bethany and Brazil, I want to use my platform for good. And that platform for good is me being able to, I don't know, buy something. It's exactly <laughs> the same thing. Um, speaking of buying stuff, like the show, Venmo Me a Dollar, and your favorite moment um, of Bethany's journey on Housewives of New York. That would be great. So Instagram at Dame Galley, Twitter at Sarah Galley. Follow Damien Bellino on everything at Damien Bellino. Listen to his new podcast with Ann Rodeman. You might know her from. There's some compilations. That might be a good place to start mm-hmm. of past interviews. We've talked about Housewives with about some-, some regularity. Who did you talk about? I've, I think I've listened to like almost every episode. Um, For sure, Talia Balsam is the one that comes to mind oh, because yeah, yeah. she is cousins-in-law with right. Eileen Davidson. That I did listen to. Um, so that was really fun because I... Eileen? Yes, it was Eileen. Okay. So her Eileen's um, husband is a Van Patten, and <gasps> Talia's right. mom is a Van Patten. So they are John Slattery. And I was like, you should be on the Housewives, and she was and like, I would be good at it. And then I was like, I don't like Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> Making friends mm-hmm. everywhere, Damien. This was such a pleasure. Can you come back tomorrow? Um, be here. Okay, love it, guys. Um, let us know your thoughts and feels. We may take a photo. We may not. I haven't decided. I'm in pajamas. Um, lucky for all of us, Damien. Love you to bits. Can't wait to talk to you again soon. Bye, guys. <laughs>